Welcome back. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host, Jack Balsley. As usual, I think you guys are pretty used to seeing <laughs> seeing his face for the clips, seeing, you know, hearing his voice on the, on the shows. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very, very special guest tonight. Um, his name is Kobe, you know, his Twitter handle will be on the screen if he does have a controversial uh, clip tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll make sure that he uh, he plugs his Twitter and everything before we get up out of here today. Um, but he is also a Nuggets fan, and we are going to dive into everything Nuggets basketball in a little bit. But before we do, like we do every single show, um, I want to make sure that we find out how these guys are doing before we talk any basketball and Kobe, since you are the guest here today, we'll start with you. How are you doing? How was your week? Obviously, this is Friday. We're going into the weekend. So uh, how you yeah. been doing? I'm good. I'm good. Busy week at work, as usual. You know, uh, can't complain with that. Keeps the day rolling and the week going as well. And um, excited for the week weekend as, you know, I could rest, but then also looking forward to tomorrow's matchup. Yep, I don't yep. know if we're on ESPN. I doubt that we are since we don't get that much <laughs> national TV coverage. But uh, Only when we play the, the Sixers, game. right? <laughs> right, right. So I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for what's to come and um, none, uh, nothing else. I've just been good. Dope, dope. Jack, talk to us. How you been doing? Oh, doing good. Glad Kobe's on here. We've been. He was oh, my go-to it. Nuggets guy for uh, for all of college. So now, yeah, now, yeah. Get to, now it's coming full circle, but yeah, man, like he said, getting excited for that Memphis game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's going to be a big game. Obviously, we will give our predictions in a little bit um, because that game, the battle of the first and second seeds in the Western Conference, obviously the Nuggets currently do have a full six-game lead on the Memphis Grizzlies right now, which is amazing um, because it just seemed like I, – I, th- I ain't going to lie to you all, man. I thought Memphis was going to catch up at some point. I really mm-hmm. did. Like, there was a moment where Memphis was just like a half game behind, and I was like, uh-oh, if the Nuggets lose one game against the Rockets, all of a sudden <laughs> the Grizzlies is above. And um, that is not how that story started to play out, you know. Of course, with, um, you know, John Morant making his statements and a lot of things have happened ever since then. Him saying that, you know, he's fine in the West. After he made that statement, man – the amount of trouble that ensued for the Grizzlies after that is insane. Steven Adams went down and then they just started losing left and right to every Western conference opponent, even up until last night, you know, losing being up what I believe it was 17 points on the, the Sixers on the road and the Sixers found a way they found a way. I mean, us as Nuggets fans, we, we kind of understand that feeling because the Nuggets did have, a 15 point lead on two separate occasions against the Sixers on the road for that big rivalry week matchup, which in which a lot of people for some reason was like, Oh my God, Embiid is the best thing ever. And you know, yes, he's an amazing player drop 47. Um, and a lot of people, man, dude, listen, and, and me as a sports better, I saw how like the, the odds of Joel Embiid winning MVP literally changed as soon as, as it was halftime in that game. Like I was watching it. I was watching it. So I think he was at maybe, I don't know, maybe plus 410, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And as soon as it was like midway through the third quarter where Embiid had like 30-something at the time, 
that dropped down to like plus 200 and then it dropped down even more. And I was like, bro, they are really changing this. But in the end, Nikola Jokic just kept chugging along after that game, just kept winning games. And now he has pretty much grabbed that MVP with a firm grip, right? It's going to take something catastrophic um, for anybody else to win that. It doesn't matter how much crap Kendrick Perkins and all these other talking heads on ESPN <laughs> say. Because I don't know if y'all saw. Like this morning, I'm watching um, – I'm watching ESPN. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) Kendrick Perkins, surprisingly, over the past few weeks, has been really, like, he's been kind of one of Jokic's biggest fans. Like, seriously. Like, he's been like, yo, yo," he did, like, a list of, like, the best big man in the league. Jokic was number one on that list for him. He did all these different things. He kept saying Jokic was his MVP, blah, 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 blah. Stephen A. Smith asked him this morning, hey, so uh, who do you think is your, your front runner for MVP? Mind you. After last night, we saw Nikola Jokic still get a ridiculous triple-double. Yes, the Sixers won as well. But please explain to me what Joel Embiid has done ever since that moment to really surpass Jokic. Because Jokic lost, right? Kendrick Perkins then says, "Um, dude, I don't know how you can't have Embiid as number one. (laughs) Because the other side of the ball and the defense and – all of a sudden, dude, his defense was the same way three weeks ago where you said Jokic was number one. What changed in three weeks? I don't like, I don't know. These guys, like they go on, they go on TV and they're just like, hmm, you know what? Let me just say something stupid and controversial today, just so that people on Twitter and on podcasts can talk about it. You know, I just thought that I thought that was funny. Have you guys seen anything just on YouTube or ESPN or anything like that that you've been like? Man, what is these dudes talking about? Jack, is there anything that you've seen knowing that you're like a stats guy and you like to double check everything? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I was surprised though, to your point in that same conversation, Stephen A was talking about how how Jokic yeah. hasn't like how can you not make him MVP? Eggs, so. yo, yo, Stephen A. Smith being the, the voice of reason for <laughs> Jokic is wild to me. Wild. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it, it was crazy, but I don't know. I I I like I, we've talked about it before, but uh, like I don't really take it too much to heart. I mean, right. Embiid even he even shot what seven out of seven for twenty five last night. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I mean to get twenty seven points. That's where that's where those guys with those thirty point games. Not that not that I'm discrediting their scoring abilities, but like mm-hmm. sometimes it's 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 a lot more inflated than you expect. But I'll, I'll pass it to Kobe. Kobe, talk to us. I mean, you just gotta look at the efficiency, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys understand what kind of system. Uh, Jack and I, we talked about, you know, in college, like back in our old days, it seems like. But, uh, you know, we talked about Jokic's efficiency. Like, he's not trying to score, but he can score for you. And when I look at Embiid, Embiid is ball dominant, yet he's a great center in this in today's league. However, you look at Jokic, you look at him, you look at Embiid, and you see the discrepancy between their playing styles and how one team is efficient right, and it's scoring the ball, moving the ball, doing everything, while you have James Harden, Joel Embiid, and that's pretty much it. So who makes a bigger impact? Is it Embiid or Jokic? I say Jokic because I don't want to be biased, but you just see the different play styles, and I think, like Jack said, you shoot 7 for 25, I don't think that's efficient, and then you ask the refs multiple, multiple times kind of get to the free throw line just to patch your stats, then that's the question we have to ask is who's – the better center. So 
for me, I say Jokic, but when you overall when you look overall at the scale of Perkins and Stephen A. Smith, they just love to chitter chatter, you know what I'm saying? They love <laughs> to just talk. And just, you know, get fans riled up. But if like if we were to be real with Sixers fans, it's like what if Jokic was on Los King today, that's a totally different team. And that's just how I see Jokic as this impactful player that does multiple things on the court when the CMB do pretty much just one thing and that's offense and you see him, you know, affect the game more. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, the, one of the biggest things that they did mention, yes, Joel Embiid did have six blocks, uh, which is pretty insane. Um, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to deny that there was one there was one block on him, though, that Jaron Jackson got that was disgusting. Like he <laughs> caught that in midair and pretty much snagged that like a 2K block. Um, but hit, but Joel Embiid's block on John Morant was nasty. Mm-hmm. I am not like they, I will never yeah. take away from that. Like the second I saw that because Jaw was so high up in the air and Joel mm-hmm. Embiid met him at the apex like he met him up there and just stuffed it. And when I saw that, I was like, OK. That is impressive, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, listen, the the whole the whole Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic thing is that conversation is going to happen forever. <laughs> yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. Like it really <laughs> is, you know. Um, but I think the real ones and the people who understand basketball. I mean, yes, it is a preference thing. You do like what player you like, and for the most part, a lot of us do have some biased takes in there, which, which is understandable. But at the end of the day, like even last night, um, you know, we were, we're going to kind of recap the, the Nuggets and Cavs game here. Um, because one of the things that I did notice during this game, right. Um, Nikola Jokic did have a lot of moments where I thought that he should have shot the ball. Like he actually played a, a number of series in there where he was, you know, right at the free throw line, you know, his his two-man game that he likes to play with whoever, whether it's Jamal Murray out there. And, of course, we actually saw it a couple times even with Reggie Jackson now. Um, so Jokic, top of, the, top of the key, sets the screen. The guard runs around. He runs right into the paint, gets the ball. But there were a number of times last night where Jokic had his shot. And you guys know what shot I'm talking about, that floater right in front of the, the rim, that it's it's money. But he had those a bunch of times, and then he – tried to force it to to like Vlatko under the basket or Jeff Green under the basket. And I'm sitting there like, bro, Jokic, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that's your shot. That's your spot. Like, why are you not taking that shot? Um, but, of course, you know, it was a good game. You know, Jokic still ended with, was it, 26, 18, and 15, something like that? Yeah, yeah. And like two steals. Yeah. And it's, he's ridiculous, man. Even in those moments where all those – because think about it. The amount of times that he could have scored more – he oh, yeah. really could have ended that game with at least 36 to 40 points oh, yeah. and still had the rebounds and the assists because, you know, he forced a couple of those assists there. But it was such a it was such an insane game going against the the number one defense in the league and on the road. And to find a way to come out on top in that game was insane to me. My player of the game, I know Jokic, he's kind of like on his own level. But to me, my player of the game, you actually got a couple options. MPJ played extremely well and so did kcp i thought i mean kcp was not missing he was just money 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 you know i mean so um and it's so funny jack you know going into that game remember i told you i'm not a big fan of evan mobley 
Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, I just don't yeah, like yeah, him yeah. because he's costing me money numerous times <laughs> betting on him. But of course, he's the one going crazy. Um, Kobe, wh- what were your thoughts just watching that game, you know, knowing the, the magnitude of that matchup against one of the better Eastern Conference teams? Just what were your thoughts just kind of the, the whole game? It was a dogfight. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at it, it was up and down. I mean, Cavs had a run, the Nuggets had a run, and the biggest thing I was looking for was composure in terms of, okay, we're at the third quarter, don't lose the third quarters, close out the quarters well. And so that's what I was looking at. Mainly. Right. And, and like, like, I know it's hard not to like Evan Mobley. I mean, seven-footer, agile, quick, <laughs> very relentless to the paint. Um, but Cleveland is a very, very nice team. And mm-hmm. I think that they know how to run a system. And you seen it yesterday. I mean, Darius Garland is one of the quickest guards in the NBA. And KCP tried to stick with him and fuck it, you know, drive to lane, lay up. And so um, what I loved about the game was that they kept fighting. And I think getting Reggie Jackson was a huge upgrade because I think as he starts to get more comfortable and as he starts to see – the different pieces that he has on the bench. I mean, we didn't even talk about Thomas Bryant, but I think getting Thomas Bryant more active is going to be huge. So we have a very, very um, well-rounded team. It's just what I love was everybody relied on each other. Even Bruce Brown didn't have the best of the game, but still found ways to impact it. The defense stuck up, which I thought was something that we all were shaky on. In the beginning of the season, especially when I talked to Jack, I was like, I don't know about this, the defense. And so that's just something right, that right. I kept looking at. But I'll pass it back off to y'all. Cool. Jack, talk to us. What were your thoughts just watching the whole game? And real quick, Jack, what was your thought the second Reggie Jackson hit that shot? I mean, shock. I mean, in, 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 in the best way possible, like, yeah. oh man, if that doesn't, if that doesn't encapsulate what he could do for the Nuggets, I don't know what does. Cause that, mm-hmm. that's, that was just amazing. That was awesome. But uh, yeah, man, overall that game, like Kobe said, it was a dog fight, but um, shout out to the Nuggets, keeping them to 18 in the fourth. I, I mean, that fourth quarter defense is exactly what they have Ooh. never had. You know, yeah. Yeah. like, I feel like I, I they're always keeping the solid lead, but then the fourth quarter rolls around and you see, you see the other team score like 40. So, so mm-hmm. it was really mm-hmm. nice just to see that lockdown right when it's important. But it's funny cause you were joking about how KCP didn't miss and he literally did not miss. He was six for six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, mm-hmm. just love that. And just showing up kind of just, you know, throwing up a certain finger to the uh, all-star game. So yeah. I, uh, I was just, <laughs> I was just happy to see how he, really is taken into his i mean everybody they're just taken into their roles as, as perfect as you could expect them and jeff green again getting 10 plus points in two games in back-to-back games so yeah, i mean yeah. you can't complain well, there con- mm-hmm. considering uh it, it was expected it's expected that he doesn't play too much in the playoffs but <laughs> but uh yep. a crazy part too cleveland tonight they just i know they were in a back-to-back but they just lost to atlanta 136 to 119 which uh mm. i think atlanta scored 49 in the second which is pretty crazy for atlanta yeah, that's not that's pretty wild right. working on it yeah. working with an interim head coach so uh i mean i don't know i granted like i said back-to-back nights but they did have their full roster playing so i don't know mm-hmm. i mean I, I don't dilute that for how the nuggets play because they got a fully healthy Cavs team but uh yeah man it's exciting i i'm really like kobe said too with thomas bryant 
it seems like he's he's he i feel like he's it's gonna take him a little bit more to adjust yeah, than reggie yeah. jackson he struggled a bit last night yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah and it and it's nothing against him but i just yeah i he just seems a little bit more time but both of them i think will be just as impactful yeah no i i totally yeah. agree with both with both of you guys i mean um you know i think using the word dog fight was probably the best because the way cleveland plays defense they 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 kind of remind me of um the Zach Randolph Grizzlies teams, right? Like the Grindhouse back in the day, like that, that Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, like that team with, with, uh, what was his name, man? Um, the dude who was amazing on defense, Tony Allen, the one that mm. I think Co- even Kobe said, well, not you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant um, said, uh, I believe Tony Allen was one of those guys like who played like some insane defense. Um, and not to say, you know, this Cleveland team is on that level, but the way that they have been guarding to be the number one defense in the league says something, especially yeah. in a league with, you know, Milwaukee and and even the Miami Heat. And of course, even the Boston Celtics, like those teams, they rest their hat on their defensive sides. Right. So mm-hmm. it's so it's so interesting to see. But but Jack, you talked about it, man, that. The clutch moment, like the clutch time defense that the Nuggets have is otherworldly right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about when it's like five minutes left. Everybody is like, okay, time to stop playing around. And they just do it. And it's weird because, dude, why can't you do that the first 40 plus minutes? You only have, it's like they have they have a, a one defensive switch for the game. Five minutes left yeah. in the fourth, and that's all we got but they play some ridiculous defense in those five yeah. minutes. And it has actually won the Nuggets a number of games over, over the course of the season. So, um, yep. you know, definitely, definitely a, a, a good, good, good game. And we got another one yep. coming up tomorrow. Um, obviously this game is going to be against the Memphis Grizzlies. This one is going to be even more intense because you know, for, for a number of reasons. Obviously, this is a matchup between the first and second seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, you know, now you're you're dealing with John ja Morant coming off a loss. So you're gonna get a Grizzlies team that's gonna be focused, right? They're gonna yeah. be they're gonna be focused, they're gonna be ready, they're gonna be this is absolutely gonna be another dogfight. They like there's no question about this. And I got fifty dollars and I'm betting on this game tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bro, I know what's about to happen, and it's gonna get crazy. Um, but it's going to be a fun game. Definitely going to be a fun game. These are the types of games where I could see John Morant trying his best to drop like 40 because he didn't really score a whole bunch last night against the Sixers, right? So yeah. um, he's going he's gonna to attack. They're going to they're gonna put Jokic in a pick and roll. They're going to attack him like crazy. Um, for me, the, my, my prediction is this. The Nuggets win this game if Aaron Gordon plays. That is that is the person that that mm. I think is going to make the biggest difference if he plays. And here's why. Because the reason that Evan Mobley was able to go off last night is because Aaron Gordon wasn't there. That is what it was. Because they kept, of course, you know, Jokic got Jared Allen in, in foul trouble pretty early. So Evan Mobley was just kind of moving around. and But he was attacking Jokic, especially after Jokic picked up his early first foul. He was kind of just playing Matador defense at that point. Right? So... But if Aaron Gordon is out there, no, no disrespect to, to Vlatko and Jeff Green, but they can't do what Aaron Gordon does on a defensive end. They cannot. Um, so because it's because it's not just his ability to guard on, on the perimeter, 
he can guard in the post as well because he's strong, right? Like he can he can keep up with a lot of these guys. So if he plays, I think he helps neutralize Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think that's the one guy because he actually usually plays really well against the Nuggets. So you need somebody on him. I know, of course, there's Desmond Bain, but I think you you throw KCP on him and he probably shoots like four of 16, something like that. That's just how I see it. But John Moran is going to go off. I'm telling you now, John Moran is going to have 35 plus. Like that's that like as much as I don't want to say that Ja is going to score a whole bunch tomorrow. But if the Nuggets can find a way to play the Damian Lillard defense against Ja, the famous <laughs> let the point guard score 50 plus and every hold everybody else down, I think they do really well. And another prediction that I have, Dylan Brooks is going to get ejected. Because and, 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 and the odds of that happening is probably like minus a thousand because he does it so much. <laughs> Bro, he just gets into it with everybody. I think I think he probably gets into it with like Jamal Murray or something like that. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, but he just man, he's an instigator, man. Like I'm an instigator, like when I play Xbox and stuff, so I know the look <laughs> of an instigator. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts? Like I said, my prediction is if Aaron Gordon does play the Nuggets win this game, Jack, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, man, I'm gonna have to have you get another prediction because of three hours ago, Aaron Gordon was ruled out. Okay, Memphis, well then, uh, so, uh, yeah, well, then I guess you're gonna that. have to put some more respect on uh, Blacko there. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I like you said, Aaron Gordon is a game changer. Yeah, um, sure. His his absence will be definitely be missed. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. I mean, we were talking about that before with the Cavs game too about his absence being missed. And granted, like you said, it was especially with Mobley. They still were able to pick pieces together and figure it out. So, you know, I, I, we're at this point in the season where they gotta, they gotta do something pretty bad for me to be like, Oh, what are you doing guys? So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the win. I I think again, like you guys both or both of you said, I I just, I think that it's going to be a close one. I I don't Mm -hmm. think that this game will be a runaway, but you never know with the Grizzlies. That's the weird part about this Grizzlies team and why I'm not that scared to see them in the playoffs because, They can crumble. They were they are like the old Nuggets, where they can get you a lot of wins, but they crumble at really weird times, and right. then you, you're curious mm-hmm. as to why mm-hmm. they get that way. So, I I think it'll be a little bit more solid, but at the same time, who knows? Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, Kobe, what you think? What uh, what do you predict for this game? Well, if Dylan Brush is going to get ejected and make Jamal Murray. <laughs> that's what I want. And that's that's what I want. That's if anybody's going to have that game is going to be Jamal Murray. Like yeah, I yeah. I can see I that. I just know yeah. when he yeah, I just see when he's that bad Jamal that there's no one on that court that can try to defend him, try to stop him. I mean, you've seen it um Portland, he went off even though he was you know rusty. It's just all progression with him. I think um Jokic will do great. I think it's just a team effort. I really want to see what Christian Brown does after, you know, not that good of a game on like against the Cavs. Um, I do want to see what Reggie does with the second unit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm not at the end of the day, at the end of the day that if the bench is what we're thinking the bench can be, it's going to be a tough bench to stop. And I think that you have Reggie, you have Bruce Brown, you have Thomas Bryant, Christian Brown, you have Jeff Green. Like, you have pieces that can really go toe-to-toe with these um, Grizzlies. And so, I, like you both said, it's going to be a dogfight, but I do think that Jamal will meet the the level of what Jaws trying to bring. And 
what I've seen from the Sixers game is that they made Ja work on offense. And I think that's something that the Nuggets have to do. You have to make Ja shoot. Tough shots. Every time down the stretch, Ja took a um, dribble to the basket, tried to get a foul and one call or whatever. When it's like, okay, we know what you're going to do. Now you got to just, you know, change it up. Are you going to shoot the ball with a jumper? You're going to do a layup? How are we going to disturb you? So I want to say, like you said, Jeremy, have someone else beat you. If yeah. Jaw has 35 yeah. and Jaron Jackson has 11, I'll take that any day. Right. You know what I'm so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a dogfight, but I know Jamal has that killer in him that's going to be like, okay, Jaw has 36, I'm going to get 48 or something like that. Yeah. And you know Aaron Gordon's presence is going to be missed, but, like, who's going to stop MPJ? That's the question that Memphis Grizzlies have to ask. Too. Right, right, okay. right, yeah. If we've seen the game that we've seen at the Cavs, it's going to be a very um, – well-rounded game from the Nuggets, so we'll, we'll see. Ah, okay. Listen, you know what? Um, it is it is rare for me to, like, miss information. Um, obviously, now... Yeah, what are you doing, man? That, listen, no. I'm falling off. Like, like I told you before, <laughs> yeah, I, I, fell off, yeah. I fell off with the, not knowing Mitchell Robinson was playing tonight for the Knicks, and then now... Not even looking at. Listen, man, I I was I was busy, man. <laughs> Mentoring these kids is is not easy work. But uh, no, nah, bro. I think the way I see it with with Aaron Gordon, I think he's you know you need him. You need yeah. him for especially in the playoffs. So maybe you know this is just a situation because I believe they said it was what bruised ribs, yeah. um, and and that I've had that happen to me before. Um, so it's like you you kind you got to tend to that. Like you cannot. Because the more you get those elbows and the way he plays, once all he, all it takes is one person to post up on you with some sharp elbows and you're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You get a Joel Embiid elbow to the to the rib cage and it's over with for you. You know, so you gotta you gotta make sure that that heals up all the way. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I really didn't even think about the whole Jamal Murray kind of meeting Jaw at that at that point. Now we do know that he can do it because we mm-hmm. saw him go toe-to-toe with Damian Lillard in a fourth quarter. And yeah. Jamal Murray was like, game time? Okay. We're going to show you We gonna show yeah. you the Murray flurry real quick. We're going we gonna right. to give you that. You know, right. I just thought, man, I, listen, man, I thought the coolest moment was Jamal, and, and, and I mentioned this on the show before, that same game where Damian Lillard hit, I believe he hit a three, mm-hmm. and they went up by like one or two, and the camera – panned over to the Nuggets bench and you saw them in the timeout and Jamal Murray was just like this like he was just kind of nodding up and yeah. down like he was like dude I know exactly what I'm about to do yeah and then he came mm-hmm. out and then he hit that fade away from the left bro when he hit that I was like this kid is real like he, <laughs> like not, not that we didn't already know that yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. bro he he has the mentality that mm-hmm. that I think I mean, it's really lacking on the Nuggets. He has, you know, the the proverbial dog mentality that that sometimes, like like even players like Jokic. I mean, I think that is probably probably the biggest. Like, I, I don't want to necessarily call it a slight, but it's just it's just not Jokic's personality. Yeah, he's just not that. Like when he gets mad, he gets mad <laughs> to the point of him about to get ejected. Man. Like, <laughs> like he runs around and he's like, you know, smacking a ball out of play. Like he, yeah. you know, he does that type of mad. Like Jamal is more of a, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me let my game do the talking when he's kind of pissed off. So yeah. um, I actually really didn't think about that. 
you know, in terms of, of the prediction side, because I think Jamal can do it, especially knowing what, ja, what Ja Morant said. I think mm-hmm. that in itself might fuel Murray now. So I think, listen, first time on the show, I'm changing my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my prediction now because I wasn't thinking about the, the type of player and mentality that, that Jamal Murray is. Because, you know, you could mm-hmm. think about the whole picture, Grizzlies doing all this stuff. But the Nuggets have more than enough to combat that, obviously, with Jokic just doing what he regularly does because they don't have Steven Adams. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. unless Jaron Jackson is going to hug Jokic the whole way, Jokic is going to get him in foul trouble pretty oh, fast yeah. because he plays mm-hmm. differently than Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is, is you know, he, he tries all these different things. And, you know, but Jokic, I think he's more savvy. And the way all Jokic needs to do is do a couple of dream shakes like he's been doing recently. And Jaron Jackson will be in foul trouble in two minutes. That's it. Right. Because he's going to, yeah. he wants to block everything. He wants mm-hmm. to block everything. The problem is a lot of these players jump right into him to try to get the foul, but you have to outsmart players like that. You remember how JaVale McGee was back in the day where he was just blocking a <laughs> bunch of shots. The way you get players like that out of the game, you got to outsmart them. You got to wait for that moment because you know, they mm-hmm. want that block. You know, they, yeah. Yeah. they, all they need is point two to lead the league in blocks. So you got to yeah. be like, all right, you want to block this? Cool, block it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, hit him with a couple yeah, of head fakes yeah, yeah. and go up. So, yeah. no, nah, I think I think Jamal Murray is going to be the biggest reason. And you know, you guys said it, MPJ. If he plays the way he played last night, he looked the, the most calm that I've seen him all season. Every yeah. time he shot the ball, the release, and you know, Jack, like I told you, like I I love shooting, and you know, everything when when it comes to basketball. Yeah. So to watch his how pure that release was every yeah. time he shot the ball. And the confidence, the follow through, the way he walked away, the body language was telling me, "Oh, I'm re- oh, I'm back, I'm ready, I'm good, I'm ready for this stretch run." So if we get that dog mentality, Jamal Murray, and that focus, MPJ, we know Jokic is going to do his job. Then I think I think the Nuggets win that game. So I think you know I think we all kind of on the same page um, for that game. Now you guys convinced me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think I think we we all on the same page now so i got a question for you guys yeah what how concerned are you for injuries to finish off the season so i'll kobe mm-hmm. i'll ask you first but wh- how are you feeling based on and I, you know aaron gordon's injuries just kind of nagging him murray's injury just kind of yeah. nagging him but how how are you how how much concern do you have great question i mean i think it just comes down to knowing you have the number one seat. Yeah. And how are you going to sustain the number one seat? Yeah. And I think you miss Zeke Nazi's presence because he is a physical defender, rebounder, mm-hmm. hustler. You miss Eric Gordon's presence because he's done so much on the offense and defensive end. So I'm not as concerned because I feel like that's opportunities for the others to step up. I mean, I've seen Vlaco step up and I'm like, he can actually play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. there's sure. times where you're like, wow, like and I see Christian Brown and that, that Kansas Jayhawk in him, and I'm like, yeah. that's what I want. And then you see, you know, Thomas Bryant slowly slowly trying to get to that um level of what he was trying to do at the Lakers and now he's transferred to the Nuggets on a championship contending team. And I'm not as concerned. The only thing I'm is is like how where is their mindset at? Because they don't need to worry about other teams, worry about yeah. what each game presents. 
take care of business against Memphis. Then you have, I think, a back-to-back with the Clippers. Worry about the next game and the next game after that. So I'm not as concerned. I just want the others to step up because it's a great opportunity for others to step up, for others to get that playing time, for others to really showcase their skills. And more importantly, showcase why we're a championship contending team because at the end of the day, if ESPN and all these other news outlets say, oh, the Nuggets are whatever, then prove them wrong and prove them why we are one of the scariest teams. Because to me, if you beat the Cavs, and the Cavs have one of the best home records in the NBA, it's like that says something a lot about that team. And you have weapons. I mean, you have Bruce Brown and you have just, you know, so many weapons mm-hmm. um, to cater this team. So I'm not as concerned. I'm just, you know, ready for the next minute. That's how I see it. Wait, so you're telling me the Lakers weren't a contender team? <laughs> you're, t- you're telling me that that, 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 that God squad – Okay. No, yeah, no, dude. I totally, <laughs> totally agree. No, and and to your point, I think we saw that in the trade deadline too. Of they, they're so comfortable with who they are, rather than mm-hmm. trying to, you know, the Suns are trying to one up everybody by trading for KD or you know all all of those kind of bigger name trades. Clippers trying to sign Westbrook, like all of those, where they are trying to show you, like, yeah, hey, we still got it. Whereas the Nuggets are just or continue that comfortability of, of the mm-hmm. roster they have. So totally agree. Yeah. But Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I agree. I'm, uh, I'm not really concerned uh, because I think just like we've seen in the past, you truly, I mean, you really need to see what these other guys can do, right? Like, I mean, yeah. as, as much as I don't like the fact that Aaron Gordon is out right now, we do need to see if we can rely on Vlatko in the playoffs. We do need to see if, you know, the, 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 the different moments that Thomas Bryant had when he was on the Lakers where Anthony Davis was out, like, was that just on that team or is he going to bring yeah. that over to the Nuggets? Right. Like, yeah. I'll be honest with y'all. I think Thomas Bryant gets a, a, some more minutes tomorrow. Right. I, because Memphis has a lot of bigs. You know, yes, Stephen Adams is in there, but Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, like they got they got some bangers. Like they got some like big guys. So I think it would be important. And I even saw even last night where um, I saw a number of people tweeting that the Nuggets should throw Thomas Bryant out there and, and play a couple, you know, series with Jokic to see the twin tower situation since, yeah. you know, they have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley playing at the same time. You know, they, would, they thought it would have been cool. I'll be honest. I think we might actually get a chance to see that at least for a couple of minutes tomorrow. I think, you know, Michael Malone at least tries it just to see because I'm curious. I want to see how Thomas Bryant, um, how he plays with Jokic, even in a particular moment. Because to me, yes, he is, quote unquote, a center, but he's a guy I can see playing power forward as well. Right. Like he because he does have the ability to shoot threes. He's not. Yes, he can bang and, and, you know, dunk on people and all that stuff, which is great. But he can also stretch the floor. So I think Thomas Bryant has a lot of stretch four in his game. And I think that works really well with Jokic because I feel like. Jokic can make anybody around him better. It's yeah. all about the opportunity. So um, I don't think the injuries are going to be much of a concern solely because it gets all the other guys more reps. And that's what we're going to need because you know the name of the game. It's next man up. That's the name, right? Yeah. So at any given moment, if somebody goes down, we need to be able to trust that backup. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why this Reggie Jackson signing especially makes a lot of sense to me because – we saw what happened with the Clippers when Kawhi Leonard went down. 
Reggie Jackson pretty much helped elevate that team in the playoffs. Yeah. Like in the playoffs. So yeah. he, he was under the brightest lights and he was performing very well. So to know that you have that coming off your bench, knowing that he can he can still perform that way and hit some big shots. I understand last night may not have been his best game, but that full court or three quarter court <laughs> shot that in itself in your first game on your new team, that yeah. right there was like, bro, just, he has the ability and that's all we need. So I think, I think the injuries right now, because we we're still, we still have over 20 games left. Yeah. Right. I think the injuries right now may not be the worst thing in the world because it gets you prepped for the playoffs. So I'm not really concerned. I'm actually more optimistic than anything about it. For sure, yeah. I just wish we saw that tall ball lineup of uh, Bull Bull, Millsap, Plumlee. That, 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 what, what was the that? Bubble, I think it's the Bubble, bubble lineup, lineup yeah. the, goat, the Goat Squad with, with Jokic and Grant. I wish we had that rocking yeah. against Memphis every game. No, but yeah, no, totally agree. That line, that lineup was crazy when they <laughs> when they decided to break that out. Listen, one of my uh, one of my friends, um, Anton, when we used to play 2K back in the day, you know how you can make like fantasy leagues and all this type of stuff. Yeah. So we would do mm-hmm. fantasy drafts, right? This dude would draft all centers, <laughs> all centers and power forwards. Wow. And this was this was like this was probably like maybe 2K14 around that time. So mm-hmm. he's drafting Shaq, he's drafting Yao Ming, he's drafting every big that you can find. And he was hitting threes with Shaq. I don't know how. I think he was glitching the game. Right? Yeah, that, that's BS. But that's uh, BS. but I'm talking consistently, Mike. Not no way. While. It was it was dumb. But there was no way. when I saw the Nuggets break out that lineup, I, it reminded me of that because it did. <laughs> it was like, bro, why are there so many? I think the shortest person in that lineup was what, maybe Millsap? It was Millsap, yeah. It's, and he was I, what, 6'8, six, 6'9? Six, six, like, I think he's even 6'7, but still, like right around that. That's crazy. That is Whatever crazy. he was listed at was weird. Yeah. Loved it. The bubble. Wow. The bubble experience was good old, uh, good old LeBron's quote unquote asterisk ring. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, listen. If 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 that's an asterisk for him too, that means it's an asterisk for KCP. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, every year's an asterisk <laughs> for the championship. I'm telling you, everybody <laughs> says every year it's the, the the winner didn't deserve to win. So I never. Yeah. Ugh, you can now. Even... Now before before we get up out of here today, guys. Um, and I know, I know we did say that we would not talk about this or bring this up or anything like that anymore. <laughs> But I, 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 I just for, for the, the, you know, for the moment, I still wanted to touch on this. Now, Jack, you did mention the Clippers picking up Russell Westbrook, right? Which, you know, a lot of people after the Nuggets did not pick him up. I think that was kind of direction, especially once I saw Paul George mentioning that, hey, man, Russ, come through. We, we, can, we can make something happen. Now, there is a player on the Clippers team currently, right, who – is a new player. They got him, you know, over the past, I want to say a little bit over a week or so. Yeah. Um, they did acquire him. Um, and one of the things that that happened and, and, you know, in his arrival, you know, he made a couple statements like, you know, this is what happens when a team loves you. Right. <laughs> when, you know, you know, listen, man, new environment. You know, you, you, hey, you like that 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 new car smell. You like yeah, you like yeah, right? You say all the nice things at first, but it's very similar to a relationship. Those early days mm-hmm. they feel real nice, but when you start to see the days go by, you see the reality. As mm-hmm. of today, 
Bones Highland is now the third string point guard on that team because now Russell Westbrook is your starter. Terrence Mann is your second dairy guy. And now Bones is now the third. So the way that I see it, and it's it's just interesting how all that stuff plays out. And this is also yeah. a life lesson. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. sometimes when you're going through your stuff, you kind of just got to go through it, man. Like, look at look at MPJ right now. MPJ went through it more than a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And look at him right there now. Is. He is, is a, a, a key part of a, a, a team that has championship, like, the expectations. They yeah. The Nuggets have championship expectations. He's been through it with the, the ringer with, with Michael Malone. They had their arguments mm-hmm. on the bench. They had their team meetings, all of this stuff. And he stayed, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to keep grinding, and I'm going to get there. Now he got his max contract. He's a starter every single night. And he's been mm-hmm. through it. The situation with Bones, obviously, we saw all the stuff that came out after the fact. You were the backup point guard. You were the guy. Even in his rookie season, he had big moments. Remember the Sixers game in his rookie season, yep. balling out the yep. gym. So you were getting your opportunities. You, like When you have those opportunities, man, you cannot let those go to waste. And even if you're having bad games, it's your, it's your attitude. It's the person that you are. Like You cannot then be like, all right, cool, well, if you know you don't want to play me for one game, then I don't want to talk to y'all no more. That can't be your mentality. Like it has to be. You got to keep grinding about that. So, what are you guys thoughts, Kobe? I know you. You know, before we start the show, you know, we kind of talked about that. You know, but, uh, just what are your thoughts on just that? How that whole situation came about? Because of course, Bones is still making some statements, and he's still interviewing about it. So I feel like we have a right to talk about it since he's still talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on 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 him pretty much saying like, you know, the communication was was terrible there. And, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but, he, you know, he kind of felt like he was kicked to the curb. Like, that's what he actually said. So what are your thoughts on just the way that uh, things kind of played out? Yeah, I mean, Jack and I, we talked about the entire trade deadline and we talked about the. I would say the amount of potential that Bones has is through the roof. But then you question his immaturity at times, you question the mindset, you question, can he actually fulfill what he's, you know, uh, what he's been, you know, branded up to be. And, you know, I remember when we got him, people were saying he's like the, you know, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams type. And I'm like, that's, that's what you, what the Nuggets will like, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you sit back and you wonder, are you playing for the team or are you playing for yourself? And that's something that Jack and I were talking about because we know you have the potential. We know you can shoot. But if if they see something that's not sticking, then they're going to get someone else like Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. and put him on a team and put Terrence Mann on the second, you know, the second unit. And if you didn't do your job with the second unit, what does that say about what you did with the Nuggets? And the report, like, I think he said, he's like, I didn't have enough opportunities. And it's like, well, you kind of did because you did. you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you knew coming into this next season, this this season, that it's championship time. So we can't afford for you to still be in this mature pro or, you know, mature process. But it's like, is it going to click? When is it going to click? How long is it going to click? And so now it's, I bet his emotions are like, dang, I really did that for nothing. And it's like, we try to tell you, but you didn't <laughs> listen. And that's, that's the thing, and that's why I feel you bring Reggie, who's a more mature, well-rounded player, as well as individual, because he's coming in here saying, okay, I know what my role is, and I don't think Bones knows his role yet. For sure. And so, 
Um, it sucks because, you know, I really wanted Bones here, but then you look at it, you're like, well, if you didn't want to be here and now the Clippers treating you just like the Megas are treating you now, what does that really say? You need to evaluate yourself. And yeah. it's like, who knows what next year is going to bring, you know? Maybe Russ stays another year and then Terrence Man is on the – you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. But for me, I think it's something that um, Bones really has to just evaluate himself and evaluate his decision-making and all those components and see, okay, maybe I need to, you know, have a real self-check with myself and really think about some of the decision-making I had because storming out on the court – and going home or whatever he did, it's like that's a testament to the character <laughs> yeah, as well as to the organization because yeah. it's like you're on a great team, so yeah. you have to understand what you can do to be a benefit, a beneficiary to that team. So that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. End us off, and I'll just say this real fast. I am looking at um, the the FanDuel thing for sports betting. Yeah, I'm looking at all the players <laughs> that are listed for the Clippers tonight. He's not Bones even on there. Thailand is not on the oh, list. Wow. Russell Westbrook oh, wow. is right there, and look, and I'll and I'll show you. Look, there is there are some other names on here that you even see. Eric Gordon, <laughs> wow. Terrence Mann, Trey Lyles, oh, Trey Lyles of all Bro, people. Wow. That right there will tell you everything you need to know. So yeah, the, the only way that Bones is going to play any significant time tonight is if it's a blowout. So, For sure. Jack, your thoughts, end us off. Yeah, man. I think one thing we actually never even talked about, too, which is surprising, is he went from a market that would – embrace him a lot more than than become than going to uh you know good old the lakers step the st- lakers stepchildren but um <laughs> you know he's still in los angeles and that is cutthroat i mean i know they talk about new york too but both of them it's like if you aren't producing you're kicked to the curb and and if denver mm-hmm. is saying hey we don't we think you're not producing and they kick him to the curb i mean I don't know. That, that's tough because he's just put in, a, in an even worse, in my opinion. Well, obviously with the benching worse situation, but just mentally worse situation because now you're in Los Angeles where you're going to get that inflated ego and everybody's going to mm-hmm. tell you you're, you're the stuff and you're not. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. I, I, like we've all, I know we all have the same opinion that we always wanted to, for him to stay a nugget. Wish he could switch up his role a little bit rather than being that backup point guard. Didn't think it was completely right for him but you know i'll never w- ill wish wish ill will towards a player so right, you know right. i hope he can figure it out but yeah i mean happier that if that's what it took to land reggie jackson i mean i, I do it time and time again so not, <laughs> not, not, not too uh not too disappointed in, in how it all fell <laughs> fell into place but yeah do yeah, not yeah. i i don't i don't disagree with that at all um now, Kobe, obviously, you know, with you coming on here for the first time tonight, being a guest here, before we got off here, I wanted to make sure that you got a chance to, you know, let people know where to find you. Um, you know, let us know mm-hmm. your Twitter handle, if you got anything going on if, in terms of if you have a podcast, if you have anything else that you're doing that you wanted mm-hmm. to promote, here's your chance. Well, like the, like the YouTuber say, check out my podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, if y'all... If- to uh feel free to hit me up on twitter at cub always living that's like the old middle school high like old middle school <laughs> i like the disclaimer <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you can change twitter um, bio you can change twitter handles <laughs> yeah. now we can't i just i just left it but yeah 
Yeah, hit me on my socials as a Twitter. I'm not really on Instagram as much, but Twitter is where I mainly get. But uh, it was a pleasure to be here um, talking nuggets and look forward to being out here more. And uh, hopefully it's not just a special guest and it's like, oh, yeah, Kobe, you know, <laughs> I'm here again. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome to be yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's dope, man. Listen, guys, this this was this was fun. Um, you know, it's always fun talking nuggets, especially when the nuggets are winning. Because I think <laughs> we've had that talk before where when the Nuggets do lose, it does affect and no for a fact it affects my mood. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> and my my daughter, my daughter, she's five years old and she knows um there was okay. So re- a real funny story here. So I was at my dad's house watching this is when the Nuggets were on a winning streak, and then they played Oklahoma City, right? I'm watching mm. this game at their house, and my daughter is in the other room sitting with my dad and my stepmom. So they're just kind of just sitting there talking. But they're listening to me because they can hear me. And, you know, when I watch the Nuggets game, I'm like, yes, there we go. Okay, AG, do your thing. That's a nice dunk. Talking to the TV, of course. As you should. Yeah, yeah, you you got (laughs) it. So so the Nuggets, uh, that game, you know, goes right down to the wire. And, um, you know, it gets right to to that point where the Nuggets missed that shot. You know, I, don't, I think that was the game where Jamal Murray like tried to force up some shot, like he didn't pass the ball, and mm. it just he just took this this really bad shot. And all I heard from the other room was my daughter say, "Well, they lost." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like she she knows me so well now. Yeah. And then you know, on the drive back home, I wasn't singing the song we always sing. <laughs> so it's like it, it really does it really does affect me, man. It's like Nuggets <laughs> Nuggets basketball is like it's it's kind of injected in my veins at this point you know like being yeah, a fan mm-hmm, for so mm-hmm. long like people don't understand like how like how important this stuff is you know yeah, because it's just mm-hmm. it's such a fun thing for me um i don't get affected by broncos losses anymore because i expect it now um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey listen it, it's the truth you're not it's wrong like, i'm just upset it's just I'm, because <laughs> i i'm just I, upset i put it in my mind where it's like i expect it so until they start winning again I'm not going to be – I don't even get mad. It's just like, okay, cool. But when the Nuggets lose, because I expect them to win now. Yeah. This is a good team. This is not the 20, what, 2016 um, mm. one, two, three Cancun team with uh, with Darrell Arthur and Kenneth Fareed and those boys. Like, Glad we didn't start the podcast then. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We average have, about like one viewer. We would, have, dude, we would have nothing to talk about, you know. But that was a, that was a, a crazy team. But – uh, like I said, guys, this this was fun, man. And uh, we'll definitely get you back up on here. Uh, Kobe, this was a pleasure. You definitely know your stuff. So I like to I like yep, to have people yep. on here who who know no ball and, you know, just chill, man. Like, you know, just have fun right. talking some basketball. Ain't nothing For better. Sure. So um, before yeah, we go, you guys got any last words before we get up out of here? One, two, three, Cancun. One, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially after today, what is it like? 25 degrees, yeah. I think it's time to go zero to when I was I was out at like yeah. 10, so yes, right, yeah. definitely Cancun. All right, yeah, boys. Well, listen, we we'll get back on here real soon. For everybody that's listening, we always appreciate um, you know you guys' thoughts and everything. So hit us up on Twitter, um, leave a review on the show on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you see it. Or if you got a problem with anything that we said, reach right out to us on Twitter. We ain't got no problem. Jeremy, not us. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Reach out to Nelson. Nelson got us. Nelson will take care of all that for you. But nah, this uh, this has always been this has been fun as usual. Um, You know, of course, going into that that Grizzlies game tomorrow, we'll see how the Nuggets do. But until then, 
This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. See you guys.